from the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Bill George. Get situated. Hey, the big and wild outdoors. Here we are. Thank you so much for joining us here on this uh, bolstery uh, cloud building Saturday morning here on the west coast of the state of Florida. Broadcasting live from inside the Beasley Broadcasting Empire. Once again, it is just you and I, Bill George, and Daniel's back. And I have a button. Yeah, well, you know, Vince is coming, so he's probably going to be like, dude, wait, wait, I'm going to see you for a minute. Wait. Well, I'll go wait. down to the end. I like it down there. It's weird to see you in the light. I know. <laughs> Usually you're there in the dark, dark recesses of the back room over there in the corner. Well, that's so I could take a nap sometimes. Oh, you know? is that, yeah. You, you, you go on your little uh, rants every now and then. And, and bore, you, bore you to tears. And so it's like, okay. I, I'm not gonna have a. So I'm not gonna have a meth, you know, a step in here for a while, so I'll just kind of <laughs> close my eyes. Well, in case you haven't noticed, uh, for the time being, it's just uh, Bill George and I in the studio this morning. I think a little bit later on, our buddy Vince Noble is going to come back into the studio. He's bringing along Megan Bales, uh, Diego, of course. Last weekend, all three of the the little munchkins ran down to the Everglades to go hop around and play with swamp creatures and uh, Bigfoot, or I'm sorry, swamp apes and uh, iguanas and all that stuff. So we'll get to hear all about that a little bit later. Jonathan, on the other hand, uh, is out today of my own of my own making yeah. because I, it's my fault that he's not here today Be, because when we had uh, John Harris on last weekend talking about his big, big old auction coming up today, this is uh, a big auction that he has, but I mean that's what he does. I mean he's he's got good stuff all the time. Well, I know he does, but I didn't know that uh, Jonathan and his dad were going to play hooky today. <laughs> it's like uh, I thought he was kidding around when he was like sending me a text going, "Man, I, I I'd really like to uh, you know go out and maybe see this auction thing." And I was like, "Oh yeah, ha ha." I need to see if he can give me a a little bit more information on an item or two there and. Uh, Maybe I can give him a dollar amount that if it stays under, he could throw up a, a hand. Well, I don't think he was planning on going until I uh, texted him and said, hey, by the way, Vince and uh, Megan are going to be coming in the studio. And he was like, oh, yeah, cool. About five hours later, hey, since Megan and uh, Vince are coming into the studio, I really don't have to be there. I could, like, maybe go to the auction, do you think, maybe? And I was like, hey, get the cooler, man. There's a cooler there. And he said, okay, what's your what, limit what on the cooler? Co what cooler are you interested in? There's only one on there on the flyers, like a, on their webpage. It's like a big, giant, like, hundred and something quart cooler there. Didn't you see it was like a big white igloo-looking one there? Where would somebody look at such webpage? 
Well, I don't know if anybody. I guess it's legal. I guess we could go ahead and say it because I don't think that anybody else is, can come with the, unless you got the what do you call it the bidding card. The bidding dealer? card. Yeah. Well, they they have they do have some stuff I guess where people can do it online. Yeah. Well, it's Harris Auctions LLC.com. Okay, it's Harris Auctions LLC.com. I uh, I think we have a link on our Facebook page as well where you can go take a look at all the stuff, but. Once uh, this auction had a bunch of tractors and brush hogs and stuff and all the other agricultural stuff on there, of course, Jonathan was just like, uh, the whole time in the show, I couldn't get him off of his phone. He was looking at the website. He was looking everywhere. He's like, man. So then he's texting back and forth with his dad. They got this on there. They got on there. We need to go. Are you going to go over there? I don't know. Maybe I'll go. So anyway, Vince and Megan are coming in and they gave jonathan the chance to bail so he bailed oh <laughs> megan bails jonathan bails ah jonathan's bailing because megan bails is coming in to bail him out yeah. i got it she bails out jonathan but diego's back from his quarantine and his adventures down in the swamplands are you okay everything good all all tests came back negative everything's great man i feel good and uh it's good to be back did you uh, did you did you come back negative or were you uh, positive for antibodies or anything? Well, my stuff it never actually came back, but I guess after three weeks, you're you're good to go. <laughs> after three weeks of quarantine, uh, if you have not died within this span of time, then yeah, sure, go back to work. Yeah, it's all exactly. good. <laughs> Is that the way it works? And my I, son was pretty much the same way. He was, he was, Except after about three weeks, one test finally came back negative. Um, but it, it was crazy that, you know, we talk about testing, 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 and yet you can't hardly even get tested and get your results. I know that even uh, poor Diego, man, he was, uh, you know, he was barred from the radio station, barred from work, barred from everywhere else. And um, when he would try to go get someplace, correct me if I'm wrong, they wanted so much stupid money for like the insta test and everything else like that he was like dude i can man i they want like a hundred and something bucks man to walk into a walk-in clinic and try to get a test he's like man i, I can't go for i gotta wait i just gotta wait it sucks it really does you should have just caught it and got it over with that's all i'm saying no well, that's what I did. So, <laughs> that's what I did. And caught it back in like uh, January, February, somewhere around in there. You think remember. so? Doctor seems to think so as well. Well, why don't you give donate some blood and see if you have the antibodies? <clears throat> the only needles that go in me are the ones that will relieve pain. Sad. It is. It's extremely sad. It's a phobia thing. You know, it's kind of like you wearing a mask. I've worn a mask. I have one right here. What? It came in out of your, in your pocket. No, it didn't. Where's the gator mask? Where's the gator skin when it's you on were, the dash? But you were uh, walking it's on around the dash. looking like Bane, walking around all over it's the place. It's on the dash. I want to do some gator hunting. I gotta do it with your. Speaking uh, of gator hunting, uh, it, is today, that, today is the opening day. Yeah, I was trying to get Diego to load up. Tony Young's Gator Man song, but being that he's been out so long, he he can't get logged in. <laughs> Don't you forget your password already? You've been out only a month. Dude, they make me change my password like every two months. How, how am I supposed to keep track of it? 
Uh, Especially when I'm out three weeks. Listen, listen. Cell phone, write it in your the, cell yes, phone or something. Yes, yes. There's yeah, the thing that, called that notes the for sure. in the cell phone. You put it in your notes and you go on. This Maybe is, it's in there. Maybe I did do it and I just forgot that I did that. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of those It doesn't times. matter. You're locked out now from trying too many times. Are you? You can't get into the computers at all? You're locked out? I'm locked out. <sighs> You know, this is one of those moments where, you know, you think of Save It Private Ryan where the kid was trying to figure out how he was going to carry his typewriter and all that stuff, and Tom Hanks holds up so the little pencil and kind of goes, <laughs> write, write stuff down with this thing. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, oh, that's right, pencils, I forgot. Pens and pencils, those things actually work. But uh, gator season has begun. I know um, lots 5 of, tonight. Lots of folks were uh, getting prepared, uh, prepared yesterday. They were out there uh, getting bang sticks and hooks and everybody's trying to get scrambled to get their last minute items uh, to get out there and get her done and uh, a lot of people are really excited this year I, I couldn't believe how many people I spoke to that have uh, have located some very large alligators and are gunning for Bill George well I turned around I, I went and was talking to somebody yesterday and um you know, we're gonna go after one big alligator with one of their tags, but the we're we're really gonna turn around and just go out and have a good time with the kids. You know? Well, that's usually the best way to do it. Go out there to go have a good time. You know he's lurking out there somewhere. If you get him, you get him. If you don't, go back the next day. <laughs> no, we're just gonna have fun with the kids. So <clears throat> like we'll what? throwing them in the water and going, swim! Don't look back, just swim! Yeah. The old Jaws thing. Big ones come in quick. Yeah. Don't look, just don't swim. Don't go into water, just keep coming to the boat. See, wasn't that fun? Hanging out with uh, Uncle Bill, that was awesome. Make sure you get pictures. All right, we're going to take a real quick break, you guys. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. We are brought to you by our good friends over there, Brandon Ford. Stay right here. Wild Outdoors, Breaking Gun, Bill George, Diego in the studio today. A little later, Vince Noble, the Don of Indian Rocks Beach, host of Living the Water Life uh, on Carbon TV, along with his uh, new co-host, Megan Bales. We'll be uh, shuffling into the studio, hopefully stopping somewhere between here and there and picking up some sort of spicy pork product to bring to the studio would be nice. Diego's starving to death, so uh, it'd be nice to feed the boy. They ought to bring in some python of some sort that would be really nice too it'd be uh interesting to be able to do it you know they went down there with toby and uh i know that um on their little podcast on thursday uh, they went through their description of megan uh skinning out a iguana which she'd never done before in her life but she just did it the same way as she would do it on alligator uh, you know just kind of mini version of an alligator so obviously they have some sort of <clears throat> pork, I mean, uh, protein product uh, taken from the critter, I would think. Yeah, but are they going to share it with us? I don't know. She said she was looking forward to eating the uh, the cheeks. 
the cheeks. Yeah, they had really good, uh, you know, cheeks on there. Mm. Kind of like grouper cheeks and, you know, things like that. She said they had a really good cheek meat. I did cook some gator jaw yesterday. Well, isn't, that sa- isn't that the same thing as uh, iguana cheeks? I don't know. Well, it, I've it, never seen the cheeks of an iguana. Are you saying the jaw is in the jaw line, or are the you talking right here the, where the, it meets the jaw and you take the little jowls yeah, out? Yeah, the jowls. <clears throat> well, those would be the cheeks. Yeah. I wouldn't think they'd be very big on an iguana. She said they were pretty good size. But then again, people eat grouper cheeks. Sure. Depends on the size of the grouper. I mean, you know, they're good. I don't doubt it. <laughs> You don't have to convince me. <laughs> amazing. It's amazing radio is happening right now. It's just amazing. It's pouring out through your uh, speakers, through the transmitter. Uh, so uh, you got plans for tonight. You said you mentioned kids. So whose children are you going to drag out onto the boat? You're not going to believe this. Uh, I will believe it. You No. You You're an honest man. You are not going to believe this. Oh, okay. This is the opening night of alligator season, 2020. State of Florida. Yep. And I'm going to be at a baby shower. I thought you were doing that last <laughs> night. Nope. Tonight, baby shower. So you're you're last not... night. I went to go get the gift. Oh, is that what it was? You were getting the gift for the baby shower. Yes. When I called. Yes. Oh, I thought you were going to the baby shower. No, I had nobody lined up with first phase tags. Person who I thought had first phase tags turned out had second second week so it was like okay i'll go to the baby shower <laughs> what is it is this uh so, a, is this a relative's child? no it's a it's a co-worker's daughter and you uh, couldn't get out of that i mean i'm not, not trying to get not, you thrown under the bus or anything no, it's here not but about uh, getting out it's about supporting your co-workers your family well why can't they do the same for you why can't they support you on opening night of alligators they, they would if i had if, if i had, had spoken up if i had something committed i would have been alligator hunting oh, okay so you had nothing planned anyway or you did and it fell through well so i thought i anything? had something planned but it turned out their dates weren't what i thought they were <laughs> <laughs> Which is always a good thing to find out before you have a dead alligator. <laughs> or you find out your uh, <clears throat> co-worker has a baby shower on the same exact night. Yeah. I, well, when they first said it, I said, I really don't think I'm going to make it, you know. And then yesterday. I Plans fell through, it, so it, yes. you uh, yep. stepped up and said, so okay. the following weekend. You weren't supporting the co-worker when gator season and you had a tag. But now that you don't, I'm supporting my co-worker. Yes. Is that what it is? It is a priority list. <laughs> Listen, you're talking, that, Diego? To a, you're talking to a man who was in the woods on the day his son was born. Well, yeah, I know. But that, that's the way it usually works out. Okay. When so. we did our second chance prom at uh, on QIK year, many years ago, I, I showed up at the prom in camos <laughs> in my hunting gear. And everybody was like, what? This is a prom. Why are you wearing camos? I go, because this is what I was doing on prom night. <laughs> <laughs> we were out, we were out in the woods. We were out hunting, so I was not uh, I was not at the prom. I had better things to do. I was out hog hunting. AKA so. he didn't have a date. Well, I had a date, but uh, my friends called and said, "Dude, we're gonna run up to Gulf Hammock and go hunting. You want to go?" I was like, "Let's go." <laughs> I got I got nothing to do that night, so sure, let's go. 
and I did not. I did not go. But I, I so, am. So, so since you can't go on opening night, do you have plans for maybe during the week coming up? Or? No, no, because nobody had, what? nobody had this week's worth of tags, and that's one of the things. Um, the way the state does it is, all the season is broken up. The first week, one fourth of the people have it. Second week, the next fourth. Third week, and then after everybody's had one week to hunt, then everybody can go back. Until November first, the morning of November first. So okay. next Saturday evening, after the show, I will go prep, get ready, jump For- out on a boat, and we're gonna go have a good time. So next Saturday night is gonna be your opening night. That will be my opening night, unless somebody else all of a sudden chimes in and says, "Hey, I need some help." There was there was one person on Facebook that was looking for. Somebody to guide them on Lake Hancock opening Sunday morning. And it's like, mm. <laughs> but So they, are you not going to go? I guess no, you're not, no, you're not gonna I'm go. not going to go guide. They want to hire a guide. But well, what is there to guide on Lake Hancock? It's pretty easy. Follow well, the boat. What are you going to yeah, just stand yeah, up in the front yeah. of the boat and point like, uh, you know, Listen, Captain Ahab? What, what, there she blows. Go ahead and take her. I, you know. Travis from Trist, Twisted Limbs was recommended. Phil Walters, I recommended. Uh, Dave Marquette, you know they they get a hold of some of these these people, and you know those are licensed captains that do that for a living. I I turn around. I don't want to take away from a living of somebody who's doing it, especially right now in this time. That's a good idea. So, now, see, that's being benevolent. Well, I really could have gone out there and made a a, a quick buck per se. It's it's really critical that these people who do this for a living and that is how they're facing their livelihoods get a chance to get in there, and and go out there and help them out. Well, that's that's very nice of you, Bill George. And if they can't get their gators filled, then I'll step in and maybe help them out. <clears throat> well, that that's that's a good thing. You're but it nice was guy. killing me, knowing I could be out there right now. <laughs> I, I just said, I'll go on your boat. Let's go get some alligators. I, I understand completely. Now, before the break, you heard me say that I have met quite a few people who uh, listened to the show and heard about your gator that you got uh, last year, which was 13, 13 feet, 5 inches, 13 and a half, <clears throat> which was a big, big puppy dog to be thrown into that Carolina skiff. Uh, they you saw, didn't throw him anywhere. Well, that's I, I mentioned that. It took six of us to get him out of the boat. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it was so funny because I couldn't believe how many people have now said that they've got some that may uh, get to at least that level or exceed. It seems that more people, now that gator season has uh, maybe lost its... Uh, Flavor, you know, uh, you know, swamp people's been on for whoa, whoa, a number whoa, whoa. of years now. Record I'm, number of applicants, type I, like. I thing. don't think that a lot of the, or how many of those were out of state. Not, not very many. Exactly. But I remember a couple of years ago when it first at the height of it, there were so many. No, out there of was state. not that many of the state applicants. If you look at the real data, it may seem that way, but it's <laughs> it's not a ton of people that are out there going and coming from out. They get charged a thousand dollars to come here to Florida for the same two tags we get for two seventy two. Right, but it's the the fact that you can get them here that makes. Oh it no, more you money. can, and yeah. you 
You just can't Alabama, go to, places yeah. like that, you know, it's it's hard. Uh, and they're very limited and you can't do it. So it's like the Osceola Turkey. If you want a big old alligator, easiest place to go, go to Florida. The most public access to the resource is here in the state of Florida. Yep, easily. Easily, hands down. You can if you want to come to Florida. Right now, there's I'm sure there's still tags available if you're willing to hunt some of these obscure counties sure. up, up in the North Florida. Um, but you can come down here and actually do it. But I just thought it was very interesting that now you have set the the bar for so many people when they heard, you know, 13 and a half. Now they're not satisfied just running around getting a couple of 10-footers anymore. And, and But I'm saying that what you've done, believe it or not, is you've inspired other people to look in the hard-to-reach places, look in the little secret spots. And the places that these guys are mentioning – are uh, places where the general public probably would not go in the first place, but they're keeping their eyes open. And once they eyeball one and they say, you know, they mark that spot, and that's exactly what they go for. How many more people have applied for county tags than just a well, lake we have tag? Work to, we have work to do with the state. There's places that uh, we, we um, definitely need to adjust the number of tags Pinellas County being one of them. Right. When we opened up the entire uh, county, irregardless of city limits, those those number of tags need to be readjusted. I think Pasco needs to be dramatically changed. So we, we have some work to do with the agency. It's not a quick process. Um, but I've been working on for quite some time. COVID slowed it down with a whole review of the alligator program with the FWC that's that's underway but kind of got slowed down with the um, the whole COVID not being able to meet not being able to get up there in person and a new person who's over the alligator management program well on the phones this morning we got a guy who's got a pond out in the middle of nowhere that's uh, supposedly got a pretty nice alligator laying in it but yet he, we won't be able to go and uh, harass him in any well, way Mr. Well, well, John Harris John Hey, good morning. Morning. Hey, I, I looked at that particular lake. It looked like there was a road that went right up, and there was a boat ramp, makeshift dirt ramp on the north side right in this little cut. So that could be in public <laughs> access, Mr. John. Yeah, but you got to pay the toll. And that's where it gets a little funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, for an alligator that's over 13 feet, uh, the toll just might be worth it. Uh, okay, because there's a there's a big old country boy out there that calls that alligator his baby. Uh huh. So you can do the you know uh, Amos Moses song can queue up right now. <laughs> <laughs> Name new man for man of the cloth. Well, what's going yeah. on? You know, you stole one of our co-hosts today because Jonathan and his dad and. I think a couple other people are going to be heading out to your auction today. So, Yeah, well, thank you very much. I just want to tell you guys did a great job. We had a great response from that spot we did last week and uh, look forward to doing some things in the future. Because of that spot, we're full. Oh, uh, good. We, we won't be able to have any more. And when I say full, that, there's no such thing at a public auction like this to be full. We encourage crowds. It makes for excitement and all that. But given the circumstances and situations now, we have to – be careful, so we cut it way back on who we were going to allow in and um, thought we'd be fine, but it turned out we met that already, and we're going to have to just close the gate And after everybody comes in today that is pre-registered like Mr. Swindell. 
Well, so what about yeah. the online portion? Is is that something where somebody who for those items that were on the online portion is that the online they... will the online you can bid online right on through. That's 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 a great point. Thank you very much. If somebody can't make it in and and some of the items that we have online, you can certainly bid on those and come pick them up later. So it's just the live crowd is the one that we have to manage today based on the restrictions and recommendations. So, um, yeah, the online stuff is still there. You can bid on that and, and settle up later and pick the stuff up, you know, Monday or whenever. So. Now, now, how many people can a 300-acre farm hold? Oh, with social distance, you, <laughs> you would think that you'd be thousands, but uh, well, that's, yeah, not. but no, it, it, the actual auction area is a handful of acres, and the the concern we have is, and I don't know what's right or wrong. I'm just doing the best we can based on what I've heard, and the family was very helpful with their ideas, and we talked to some experts and some authorities, and we came to a an idea and that's where we're at and uh, it's a considerably less than what we had planned for but we're going to deal with it so that means the people inside are going to get some bargains and maybe online too so that's, that's awesome that. yeah i was yeah. sending a little bit of information to jonathan to keep an eye out on a few items for me yeah there you go. <laughs> yeah i think there's i think there's gonna be a lot of that going on because uh since i know that when we talked to you last week that we knew that there was going to be restrictions of this magnitude where, you know, you couldn't yeah. have thousands of people on there. So no. uh, we immediately started making texts and phone calls back and forth to uh, to Jonathan, letting him know what <laughs> we might be interested in. And, and uh, okay. <laughs> I think uh, I think that uh, Bill George's list was a lot longer than mine. I really don't have any uh, uses for a big giant Mahindra tractor or a big giant uh, brush hog. Not with my little yard, but uh, my big jokey one was, hey, man, make sure you get me the cooler. <laughs> well, let me let me tell you about the cooler, and that's what made me think about you, Braden, because uh, we moved that cooler yesterday, and, and that's got what you call the easy lift-off top, okay? that, that it, 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 Does that mean it's got broken hinges? Yeah. Is that what that is? I thought that was convenient. Okay, oh. well, you can... that way, yeah, it makes it much easier to load up anything big. Absolutely. Just take, just take the whole you can top access off. it from both sides, is what I said. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> okay. Well, well, I know that uh, that's a lot of our listeners that uh, can't make it up there today. You can at least go to uh, uh, HarrisAuctionsLLC.com, and you can get in there, and you can. it's pretty easy. I mean, right there on the front page, you'll see the – the big tractors and everything for the CB Farms Absolute Auction, and you just uh, go to the next page and click on for online bidding, and you can just do it from right there. Perfect. Yep, oh, that's right. it. Now just give me some good weather for the next few hours, and we'll be all set. I, I got think, it, man. I, I think you'll be okay. I do have a question for you. How often yes. do you have these absolute auctions versus, you know, some of the ones with reserves? Oh, we never do reserves. We've not, we haven't done reserves in in years we don't know that that reserves that's an appraisal that's not an auction sure uh, you know you spend your day to go out and look at something and have the auctioneer tell you you didn't bid enough that's that that's a lot of auctions do that and they make a lot of money but that's not what, the way we do our business everything we do whether it's real estate or equipment or whatever it's absolute it's going to sell that day yeah so I, we, we I, get out I always uh whenever i'd watch the uh the uh, car shows and stuff when they take them to auctions and they say, you know, it doesn't reach the minimum bid or whatever it was or whatever. And I always said, man, they're just putting out feelers. I don't know how auctions work. So 
you know, only ones I've ever gone to in my life were, you know, livestock auctions, and those were pretty absolute. You know, you, yeah. once you get to the number they want, then uh, you're pretty much out of there if you beat the next right. guy. Um, but, but now, what time do you guys going to get underway for the online people who might want to jump on there uh, to uh, HarrisAuctionsLLC.com and put in their two cents worth? Probably about 10.30, 10.45 is when the online portion is going to start. There's right. about 20 items. All the big items are online. Uh, we're going to start off with doing some of the smaller pieces that are live only and uh, then jump out about 10.30 to 11 o'clock, somewhere in there. Very nice. Well, uh, I don't think uh, – I know that we had some storms we were looking at offshore uh, when Bill George and I were getting in, walking into the studio. Uh, but yeah. uh, it's typical Florida, you know, thunderstorms, yeah. showers are, you know, about 50% for the day. So, you know, just keep your eyes on the horizon, my friend. It, it's kind of dosey do It's just a matter of whether it's coming to and fro or fro and to. <laughs> well, this, That's this true. event is rain or shine, so we're just going to get wet or we're going to get hot, one or the other. So. Well, there's a barn hey. out there. You can shove everybody you, under there. And you got a tractor <laughs> to pull them out with. Darn right. That's it. All right. Yeah. Well, are, are you all warmed up? You ready to go? You got your hot tea, your vocal cords all clear so you can do your whole big anybody that kind of thing. Don't I sound like it? Yeah, yeah, I guess. He's got that deep sultry voice, like Randy Price, you know, that whole lows you into a false sense of opening your wallet. Is that what I like that. <laughs> All right, well, go have fun out there and take care of our boys out there. Jonathan and his daddy will be out there, so uh, treat them right. Get them some coffee or something. All right, Braden, thank you. See you, right. Johnny, man. Thank you so much. Uh, we're going to take a real quick break, you guys. That's uh, John Harris with uh, HarrisAuctionsLLC.com. If you want to do some online bidding, uh, go practice now. And then around 1030, 1045, he said, is the online is going to start. So go check it out if you need one of those things. If you property manager or a guy who's got a big chunk of land out there and you need something to mow it all with man there's plenty of stuff on there for it all right we're going to be right back we're brought to you by brandon ford stay right there Thank you so much for joining us this morning on the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden Gunn, Bill George, Diego's over behind the glass. He's back. He's back. A little bit later on in the show, we're going to have Vince Noble and Megan Bales from Living the Water Life, Living the Water Life TV on Carbon TV. They'll be showing up in here. Uh, I don't know why they're coming in, except maybe they're going to go hang out a little bit later on this afternoon out at the St. Pete Open. Uh, that's the, the big tournament that's happening down again this year. If you have never been, uh, you, you might want to go. <laughs> it is like the world's largest spearfishing tournament. And I mean, people come from all over the world to, uh, to engage in this thing. It's a lot of huge prices and all that kind of good stuff that's happening today. And, uh, I know my buddy, I saw my boy Dean Earl, man, was wearing his wetsuit trying to stretch it out <laughs> he said it's been a while since he's had it had it on he goes these things shrink don't they i go well maybe they don't shrink but we have a tendency to get a little bit bigger yeah you know so but if if you've gotten a little bigger do you really need the wetsuit <laughs> well you know i've never seen one on a walrus so yeah maybe you but don't I'm just, just saying, get a couple layers of fat and you'll be all right yeah 
a little bit of fat, then you're you're insulated. Yeah, exactly. But you're also more buoyant, so it takes a little more lead to get down to the bottom or whatever it is that they use nowadays. The neoprene would be buoyant anyway. That is true. There is a certain amount of the same. But uh, they're going to be going on uh, today down at the uh, world's largest uh, spear fishing tournament. If you want to get down there and uh, go take a look at it, I think it's happening down there. Again, out at the, uh, what is the name of that place? Magnuson, Magnuson uh, Hotel down there. How can you forget that? Well, because I keep wanting to call it Augie Bush's place because <laughs> it was back before it was the Magnuson. It was, you know, the little bush one down there, down by the Skyway. But uh, way in is the best time to get there because you get to see stuff that comes peeling out of them boats that, that are they're like, wow, there's some big old stuff coming out of there. Uh, I know uh, those guys, some of those guys like uh, Bill Hardman and others, they go extremely far out and they go extremely deep. Um, we're talking like 200 feet plus to get down there to get some big nasties off the bottom. And there are people who will jump on an airplane, fly to the Keys or over on the East Coast, shoot some fish, throw it back on the airplane, fly back over, and uh, try to get it over there in time for the weigh-in. I mean, they... they Has anybody ever parachuted in with their catch now that would be awesome that would, <laughs> that would be, you know the only person i could think of that would be sandy or dan that would do that uh dan current and then sandy uh you know we see him every year at the at the uh banquets and stuff like mm-hmm. that they i think that's where they met they met at the saint pete open and uh fell in love and got married you know they're hardcore divers and since he's ex-navy i, I would see him doing something like that Having a big giant like ninety pound <laughs> hammerjack hanging from his feet as he, you know, uh, parachutes in and lands on the beach there. That would be awesome. That'd be quite Definitely an interest. Definitely be memorable. It, it would be. But I know that you know all the guys from the Tampa Bay Brewing Company, uh, David Doble and his crew. They always go out every year, and uh, my friend Scott Hooker and Dean Earl and everybody's out there going to be uh, participating in it. So. There'll be a lot of great and wondrous fish taken out of there, but sadly, no Goliath grouper. I would reckon, being a betting man, that there will be at least one Goliath that doesn't make it through the weekend. Not that it'll be brought it into the tournament. In, not that it'll be brought into the tournament <laughs> for weighing. I'm not going to throw that on anybody. I'm just saying that it would be nice if they would open it up for at least the St. Pete Open. Because that would be, uh, that would be the time to cull quite a few of them off the reefs. Because now you're talking, uh, not pounds, but probably ounces for for a win on something like that. Because everybody, I mean, you're going for the biggest fish. That would be the that would be the one to go for. Yeah. So, so if that's you got to have at least one on the boat somewhere. That's a lot of boats with a lot of Goliath good that would be taken off of the reefs. That would that would be a good plan. FWC should work hand in hand. No, it'd be there. like the bear permit. It, it happened too fast. Oh, we got to shut it down. Yeah, in one day, over five hundred were taken we out got, of the water. We oh, got my. more than we ever thought even existed. <laughs> <laughs> and I think they're all wiped off the planet. Now we knew there's way more bears out there than. You know what yeah. got harvested. They, that was not unusual, but uh, that is the uh, quickness in which it occurred was very. Um, well, we've already explained surprising. that to this audience a million times. The reason why is because for how many years 
everybody who's been a property owner has had to fight with bears over their uh, feeders and everything else, so they know they're there. Feeders, chicken coops, garbage sure. cans. Goat pens, whatever. I mean, they know they're there. So, And, and I said those were going to be the first ones taken out, not the ones that live in the wild. They're going to be the ones that are like, dude, you got a bear tech? I got this bear up here that's been eating all my corn for about five years. You need to come pop him and get him out of here. And that's exactly what happened. They, you know, they zipped him out of there and got him out of there as quick as they could. Yeah. And the thing is, is that once that happened, you're absolutely right. The FWC went, whoa, 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 whoa. That happened way, way, way too fast. It happened so fast that we couldn't stop him. Well, they stopped them. They they did successfully stop the hunt. Um, but it can't, there were, how many how many were over? Weren't we like a few over the the suggested? maybe a few, but not not significant. No, because remember they had the email blasty thing, yeah. and so everybody got a text. Or they stopped at the end of the day. Boom. Yeah, um, they were like, uh, "Stop your hunt! It's now over. The bell has rung. End of round one. Taking a fast break, you guys." Diego's quick on the trigger. He don't let us talk for long. We are brought to you by Brandon Ford. Stay right here. If you want to call, 888-404-1010. That's 888-404-1010. Give us a call. Say hi. Wild Outdoors, Braden Gun, Phil George. Jonathan is out at the uh, auction today. He's out there at the uh, big uh, auction going on out at the uh, CB's Citrus Emporium and Packaging. Sad to say another uh, Citrus Grove has uh, gone the way of the dodo. And uh, the only good, I guess, saving grace is that uh, the county has decided to buy that property. So that hopefully it won't land in the hands of bunch of developers because it's in that watershed area where everybody's been trying to, uh, you know, and uh, uh, Pinellas County sucks a lot of water out of there, so they sure as heck don't want condos on top of it. But um, anyway, so Jonathan's out there a little bit later on. Vince and uh, Megan are going to show up here from uh, Living the Water Life and uh, come out and hang out with us for a little while. Uh, I tried to call all my buddies during the break that are going to be participating in the uh, St. Pete Open today. Every single one of them immediately went to voicemail, which tells me that they've already been gone for probably four hours already heading out to uh, their secret spots. Yeah. So they are. What did you expect? Well, I thought maybe one of them might be hanging back or something, you know, or maybe he's having boat troubles. You know, it's one of those things where you got to kind of just anticipate maybe that they might answer the phone. But uh, no, they're uh, they're gone and they're probably right now, so they don't hear anything. It's been a long time since I went diving. My son is starting to get the get the bug again. He wants to uh, do it, and uh, we had to wait. You know, I know you can do it when you're a lot uh, younger, but uh, you know, after talking to my buddy Bill Hardman with. Um, Aquatic obsessions. He was, he was saying, "Yeah, let's wait a little bit. Wait till those uh, bones get a little harder, well, and uh, well, you know, you don't have. Uh, it, in my opinion, you don't have to wait until they get older 
if you're only going down 10 feet, 15 no, feet. Well, he's already done all that, you know, so he, now he wants to, you know, strap on some tanks and get down there. Well, I'm talking about with tanks. You just, you can get the techniques, you can get the the used to being, you know. Breathing not, underwater. Not, not confined to the surface, you know, where we constantly have to go up and get a snorkel full of air. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hey, I understand. It, Talk about snorkel full of air. It always amazes me the people who cannot use a snorkel. They can't blow the water out of the snorkel. They have to come take their head completely out of the water and then uh, <laughs> empty the snorkel and put it back in their mouth. And then uh, that can, yeah, yeah. It just amazes me. Well, it's because we grew up, you know, doing that kind of stuff here. So it's kind of you learn the hard way or you learn the easy way. You either get up to the surface and go. <laughs> And, you know, it's full of water, and yeah. you, you know, hopefully that's only the first time, and then it's pretty much over from there. And then you uh, learn to blow out as you go up, and that way it's clear as soon as you hit the surface, and you're all good. But anyway, they're out there today, and they're messing around, so it ought to be good. Uh, coming up, I have my buddy Kent Dills sent me the uh, info, Friends of the NRA Banquet's coming up here pretty soon. Let me pull it back up here because I uh, bailed out it so they could call all my... Uh, friends <laughs> to see if they were on the phone or if they were underwater but uh oh wait david noble's calling right now so wait a second let me let me go ahead and answer this one you go ahead and talk hang on <laughs> hey are you out on the water yet oh you're not shooting oh. so that means you're sitting up at the surface uh protecting the reef donkey is that right <laughs> This is embarrassing. You tell me he's on the air. Um, uh, oh, oh, you're. Oh, hang on, hang on. You got. You're gonna have to call the show for this because I'm on my cell phone and uh, you need to call the show and and talk about all this. Eight, it's it's 888-404-1010. It's easy. All right, call me back. Okay, bye. <laughs> Never mind. I'm doing Diego's job now. I'm pre-screening calls. <laughs> On the air. <laughs> uh, David is, uh, I don't know if you heard it in the background, but he said he's uh, not shooting this year. He's uh, working more on uh, his deer blind. His so, deer blind? Yeah. So uh, he's, uh, you know, he's a Wisconsin boy originally, and uh, his brother's back up there with his uh, brewing uh, brewery up there. And uh, he's like, he used to always tell me, uh, you need to come up to Wisconsin. If you want to get rid of these little doggy deer, man, you got to get up to Wisconsin. But uh, David is calling now on a real phone. How you doing, David? Good. Uh, this real is, nice today, man. <laughs> it's it's a beautiful morning. Uh, David Doble, of course, with uh, Tampa Bay Brewing Company. Normally, the guy out there uh, headed straight out to the middle of the Gulf of Mexico to uh, go kill a bunch of uh, aquatic creatures. But apparently, you're a landlubber today. You're not. You're not shooting. Yeah, it was, it was, it was tough, man. I had my crew and our plan, and um, anyways, I was trying to get my uh, deer deer blind done. And uh, Sunday night of last week, I realized I was not going to get it done in time to put up next week. So um, something had to give. Uh, work's gone gone a little insane. So uh, I know it sounds dumb, but I didn't go out and shoot just so I can, just so I can get my blind built. <laughs> Well, you know, uh, you know, you got your priorities. I understand the fish will always be there, but you got to get ready for deer season. Uh, you know, it, it is what it is. Florida. I got, I got, 
I got four days, man, where I have the time to go out and prep the land, put up the blinds. So if I'm not prepped for for, for that trip, I'm just screwed. <laughs> well, the other thing is now that you have uh, your daughters uh, old enough to go out there and uh, mess around out in the woods with you, uh, it's more of a priority, I think, because you know you got to get it ready for them too. No, for sure, and that's and that's why I went with a uh, a blind um, because you know you know kids. I mean, you can tell them to. Sit, sit still, but I mean, if they see a deer, they're gonna they're gonna move. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They they kind of jostle yeah. around a bit. Yeah, but I I've always yeah. you know any which way you could get them kids out there blind, and even if it's you're not out there get doing as serious a hunting, getting those kids out there is just so important. Yeah, no, it's 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 great, man. Yeah, my uh, old oldest for years has asked to go. That's the way to do it, but uh, good. Thank God your daughter's not uh, hunting with Bill George because he always does. Uh, not only do you have to prove you can shoot it to me like you did to Diego, but now you have to prove to me that you can drag it out of the woods by yourself. <laughs> hey, listen, it is a very, it is very important for them to realize and have a good idea how far you are from a truck. That's true, and how big it is you're looking to shoot. Yeah, because a big monster may look really good laying on the ground, but then you got to go. Oh crud! I got to get this thing back to the truck. <laughs> Man, that ain't good. Well, well, now do you have a team? At all out there? I mean, is Ish and the boys going out? I saw that Dean was actually going to uh, participate this year. Yeah, Dean had to uh, st- stretch stretch out his old uh, wet wet wetsuit again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I saw that. Was well, he going? A little tight. Is he going on your boat, or is he and Hooker uh, getting on something and going? You know what? Um, I am not sure. Uh, yeah. I, I spoke to Scott uh, this this past week, and and to. To, to be honest with you, we talked about uh, trucks and beer and everything, everything else other than what our what our plans were to go out and shoot. Listen, is it's all their fault because they canceled it in the first go round and they moved it in competition with your deer season and uh, everything else. Well, well. <laughs> yeah, it's their own fault. Yeah, it's tough, man. I mean, when you only have so much time, I mean, something has to give, you know. Yeah. Well, I, I will say this, and I think David was probably. One of the uh, rare uh, people at the beginning of this whole COVID thing that happened, he, you know, of course, with their restaurants and breweries over in Tampa and over here in Pinellas, um, they actually, I think, weren't you guys like the first one to start beer deliveries uh, for uh, home deliveries when you were doing the shutdown? Yep. And uh, yeah, it was, it was fantastic. Um, That was so cool. It was, I mean, I mean, it was very, very odd, very odd for me to, you know, load up the truck full of beer and drive it at people's homes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that, that kind of reminds me of my brother back in the high school days where they had a keg in the back of the Suburban riding around. <laughs> well, I, I can't do that anymore, Bill George. Couldn't do it then yeah. either. 
Well, David, we got to go. It's the top of the hour, man, but uh, go out and enjoy your day. I'm sure you're going to show up for the weigh-in, aren't you? Are you going to go out there and hang Absolutely. out? Absolutely. All right, cool. Absolutely. And that, what time does that get underway? Do you know? It's like 2 o'clock? Um, the uh, the uh, uh, weigh-in line, I believe, closes at 6. So you should start seeing everybody show up like around, around 4. All right, cool, man. Well, thank you so much for calling, brother. I'll talk to you soon, all right? All right, man. See you, David. David Doble with Tampa Bay Brewing Company. Normally he's out in the water killing fish by now, but as you heard, he's staying at home today trying to get some stuff done. Taking a break for the top of the hour of the Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by Brandon Ford. Stay right there.